Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you for another great episode of our radio show. Now, if you are a business creator, you are in the right place. And our business creators tend to fall into one of four different categories. They can be entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners, marketing and business coaches, folks who help others build their businesses, such as designers, strategists, and assistants, and the do-it-yourselfers who love to keep your own hands on the marketing levers and run your own business. If you are one or more of the above, explore episodes and discover how our guest experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every week, our feed is updated, and make sure that you give us a five-star rating, because every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the word to help more business creators just like you. So for today, we have a very interesting topic. Those who have been following the Business Creators Radio Show recently have noticed we've had a trend a lot of recent episodes on social media, because social media is so important for our businesses, but yet at the same time, it tends to be neglected and not properly managed. Unbelievable, because there's so much education out there today, but it's true. So many business creators are failing to properly leverage social media, and if you are doing this in any way, we feel that today's guest expert is going to share some great tips and some great strategies to help you blast past that and start doing it the right way. And since this is one of my favorite topics, I'm very excited about this. So our guest today is Garen Kilpatrick. And let me just tell you a little bit about Garen. He's an internet business developer specializing in social media marketing and marketing strategy. He spent the last several years producing exceptional digital content and has managed to get millions of visitors to his websites from a synergy of search engine traffic and social media. We hear so much about using social media to quote-unquote drive traffic to your website or, as I like to say, get visitors to your webpage, and he has mastered this in a way that many others wish they could. So you really want to listen to Garen. He's going to give you some great stuff. His first successful social media blog was acquired after gaining the number one spots in Google for Facebook tips and get more Facebook likes. And since Facebook Flow, he's launched FB Power, which is an amazing Facebook marketing system that teaches students powerful Facebook marketing strategies. The skills and strategies that Garen is going to bring to the table today will help you get more traffic, visitors, leads, and sales so you can rapidly grow your business. And Garen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Adam. Thank you very much for having me on the show. The pleasure and the honor are entirely mine. Now, before we dive in, because I know you're going to give us a lot of specifics today, and some of this is stuff that really intrigues me as well, what I'd like to do is just take a step back for those of our listeners who haven't really heard of you or don't know much about you, to give you, them a chance to know you. So if you could just tell us a little bit about what brought you to where you are today, helping business creators use social media to get more traffic leads and sales. Absolutely. I was just really inspired by the whole social media revolution, specifically um, Mark Zuckerberg and just kind of the way he did things. Uh, and my cousin actually works out of San Francisco, and he ended up linking me while I was in university. He linked me up with a great opportunity with a startup out of there called Edgeify.com, uh, and that kind of got uh, got my feet wet in the whole um, you know in the whole startup scene. And then from there, I branched off, started FacebookFlow.com, which uh, is uh, now now is completely a different brand and it was acquired and everything else. But uh, 
I've just stuck with it ever since. Uh, it's, it's a real passion of mine, and um, yeah, I guess that's how I got started, and uh, just been going strong ever since. Yeah, sometimes the simplest is the best, and sometimes we find the inspiration in things that are common to many people, and sometimes we find it in people very close to us. So I really like, in your very brief story there, the way you brought a lot of different threads together, and I think we're going to be doing a lot of that as we go through our next 50-some minutes together here. So this is fantastic. Now, Garen, okay. Now, Garen, folks on the Business Creators Radio Show, people who listen to us know that we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement any strategy that any guest expert provides, except for time and money. Now, this is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show, not only because we like the variety of answers, but also because we like the variety of interpretations to the question. So let me ask you, how does this apply to getting more traffic, visitors, and fans through social media? Well, you can have all the money in the world, but uh, ultimately, uh, I don't think you should outsource your social media because there's only one person that's going to have the most have an authentic voice, and that's you. So I do think that everyone should manage their own social media marketing, um, and then use that money to gain extra exposure. So you can do things like buy Facebook ads or buy a training program that's going to show you uh, how to leverage things like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, YouTube, etc., to to really scale your brand. But I understand that everyone's time is uh, is limited. Uh, but I still think it's important to emphasize that there's really one person that can do your social media marketing best, and that's you. Okay, this is in some ways counterintuitive because in all the talk we hear in entrepreneurship and business creation about leveraging your business and working on your business instead of in your business, one of the first things they recommend you do is find somebody to handle your social media for you. And this is something that tends to draw a lot of people. I get questions almost every day. Who do you know that can run my Facebook for me? Who do you know that can handle my Twitter? And what you're saying, if I heard you correctly, is that that may not be the best approach that we may be, we should be thinking about how do we handle our own Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google Plus and find other people to help us with other things. Did I hear you right? Uh, well, I'm not, to, I'm not saying that other people can't help out with that. Definitely when it comes to content creation, there's, uh, uh, you know, there's lots of time needed there, and business owners don't necessarily have the time to do all that content creation. However, uh, when a business owner reaches out and responds to someone personally, that's really going to amp up the trust more so than having any other person manage that uh, manage that social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, or, or whatever. So I think transparency is key. So if it is someone else, make sure that you use uh, like a co-tag, which is just like that little uh, upward arrow, and then yeah. initials. Just, just let people know who they're talking with. They're not just talking with some anonymous brand. Right. I think that's very important for companies that have multiple staff members who are managing the Twitter account or managing the Google Plus account or what have you. And basically what Garen said is just do shift F6. That's that's the code. Shift F6. There we go. It's that little upward arrow that points above the six key and then have them do their initials. We see this a lot with web hosting companies especially where they'll have a team of three or four people so they man the Twitter account around the clock because you know how it is with web hosting companies. Web hosting can go down any time of day. It's not just any time of day. And if somebody happens to be awake at three o'clock in the morning and their site's down and the reason they're up is because they're in the middle of their product launch and their JV partners are calling them saying, hey, I just interrupted my marketing for you and your site's down. Anything you can do to help on this? Yeah, you're going to want some pretty fast updates. You're going to kind of <laughs> And you're going to want to know who you're talking to as well. Yeah, you want to know who you're speaking with. Uh, and and I can see how just using those initials 
can help give us, you know, just a sense we're dealing with somebody. Exactly. On Twitter, so, yeah. And then make sure that on your uh, either in your bio or on your background, you uh, ideally have pictures of the people that you're talking with. So that's even more transparency. They know who they're talking with and they know what they look like. Oh, that's really great. So if you have like a team page or an about or a staff page on your website, like let's say you have somebody named GK who – does Twitter. Let's say you have somebody named AH who handles some of the stuff on Twitter, that they go to your website and they can find a GK and an AH and they can say, oh, Perfect. I know who I'm speaking with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That was such a great concept that my, that my cat, who is sitting on her perch right next to me here in my office, purred. <laughs> that's a good girl. That's a good girl. Stella. That's a good One sign. Yeah, one of the benefits of being a business creator, um, running your own business, is, uh, you get, is that every day is bring your cat to work day. That's one of the fringe benefits. That's a perk, for sure. I've got two dogs here, so I can relate. Oh, yeah. What kind of dogs do you have? Uh, Doberman and a Rottweiler. Oh, nice, nice, nice. When I was Big growing dog. up, my grandparents had a Doberman. Her name was Raven. She was the sweetest dog ever. She would greet you like a friend at the door. As soon as you sat down, she'd sit down and extend the paw without even being told to sit and shake. The only problem is she wouldn't oh, let you leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. When, it was, when it was time to leave, somebody had to distract Raven, and you had to get to the door as quickly as possible before she caught on, because she was also a very wise dog and came chasing after you. Oh, yeah. Cold, yeah. similar. Like, if uh, if you leave him for a few seconds, you'll start whining. Good yeah. annoying, but uh, he's still a good dog. Exactly. And, I, and, I've, and I've seen Rottweilers, uh, too, as well. Those are both some very awesome dogs. So we're, you know, we're talking a little about, about Twitter here, and I think that would be a great place for us to transition into some of what you're going to share with us today is, uh, you know, let's talk about Twitter. Because we're going to talk about Twitter. We're going to cover Facebook. We're going to touch on LinkedIn. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Google and YouTube. And YouTube is one of my favorite topics as well, which is another reason why I'm so happy to have you here. So in terms of managing your Twitter and getting the most out of your Twitter marketing, what are some of the best tools to use? Okay, well, uh, definitely I recommend using a tool like Hootsuite, mm-hmm. which is free for up to five accounts. And then this way you can um, you can schedule your post ahead of time. Uh, so you can kind of manage, you can on a Monday morning or something like that, you can plan out your post for the week and make sure that you've got content going out every single day. Um, so you, I use that to manage my Twitter profiles. Um, I've got the pro, so I've got a bunch of different accounts in there, and then right. uh, my Facebook pages as well. So that's a definite uh, a definite tool to check out for Twitter. Uh, another one is called Social Bro, and that's great for just examining your network. So um, they say the optimal time to tweet on is about 5 o'clock, but ultimately everyone on Twitter has a different network. So Social Bro will analyze your network and create a heat map uh, based on your followers and kind of give you some insights um, from that on when the best times to tweet are, for example. Uh, but one thing that uh, I should mention is that uh, Twitter's a place where it's, it's so noisy. It's uh, If you want to really cut through the noise, volume is becoming more and more of a factor these days. So right. on uh, on Facebook, you wouldn't want to post 10, 20 times a day on Twitter. Um, you pretty much have to do that if you really want to get noticed these days. So uh, so there is a difference there. Like it's, And I definitely don't recommend feeding in So you can connect Twitter to Facebook so that all of your updates are brought in automatically. I don't recommend that strategy because the mentions and things like that just aren't relevant to the Facebook audience. Um, But, yeah, definitely Hootsuite's a good one. Another one worth checking out is BufferApp.com. So 
With BufferApp, you can, it's just for scheduling um, posts automatically, but you don't have to specify a time. So it'll automatically pick out kind of the best times and just buffer the tweets. Um, so yeah, uh, those are those are three quick ones that I would recommend checking out. I don't want to overwhelm people, but I do, um, I do have a blog called twittertoolsbook.com. Mm -hmm. That's worth checking out if you want to, if any of your listeners want to um, find out more about Twitter tools and Twitter tips. Oh, that sounds fantastic, and thank you for sharing that resource. And now let's uh, you know, bring out the drum roll and ask the biggest question that people have about Twitters. You already okay. know that this is coming. How do we get more Twitter followers? Okay. Uh, well, I could go on and on about this, but rather than doing that, I do have a post about it worth checking out on twittertoolsbook.com, but I will, uh, I will definitely say that the number one thing, the way I got my first – uh, 60,000 uh, was by taking time every single night and just initiating connections like mad. So, uh, so you don't want to overdo it because Twitter does have follow limits, but you want to just really zero in on your target audience and then just rapidly follow um, a bunch of people. <laughs> right. So, um, so you're looking for those reciprocal connections. And then there's a tool like uh, a tool called Manage Twitter. The actual uh, name is called Manage Twitter, but if you go to ManageTwitter.com, it'll redirect to you. Okay. Um, and what that does is shows you everyone that doesn't, um, that hasn't reciprocated, so you can easily just. Um, so basically, you want to um, initiate hundreds or even a couple thousand targeted connections over time, over a couple weeks, and then uh, give them a little bit of time to reciprocate, and then use a tool like Manage Twitter to go in and see everyone that hasn't reciprocated, so that you can unfollow them, make more room to create more connections. And that's called ManageTwitter.com. ManageTwitter.com is a great yeah. – uh, it's free. Um, it, it's freemium, but uh, I think it's still pretty much full-featured right. uh, with the freemium. But uh, worth checking out for sure. Um, yeah, and then, you know, once you get to the point of critical mass where you, you've got a good follower base and you can um, use your content a lot more because every time you get retweets, you tend to – depending on who retweets you, you, you'll probably pick up some followers each time. So you can focus more on the content end of it, and putting out exceptional content is definitely a great way to get more followers. And even when it comes down to, um, you know, getting those people to reciprocate, you want to uh, – so if you're going after people in the marketing space, for example, you want to make sure that in your bio you mention that you're a marketer, that you're interested in marketing, and then have content that will um, – that they'll find useful and valuable. Yeah, these, so, are, all, these uh, are all great tips. Yeah, uh, I've got an article with 75 of them uh, on the blog, but uh, those those are the three most important that I think uh, really stand out to me are, are content, initiating connections, and then if you can use the tools as well, that's a big help. Right, I think I think that's really great because another question that frequently comes up from the technical side from our listeners is what do we do when we hit our Twitter limits? Because you know, generally speaking, when you create a Twitter account, unless you manage to accomplish something special, the maximum amount of Twitter followers you can have is what? Is it 2,000 these days? It's 2,000. You have to have 2,000 followers. Uh, so that's where oh, a tool like, oh, like right. Manage Twitter comes in handy. Or rather, you can follow 2,000. But I think you can have as many followers as you want, but only, you can only follow 2,000. Yeah, you can only right. follow 2,000 until you have 2,000 followers. Then, you can, ah, then that limit increases. Then the limit increases. Okay, so yeah, so that that's very important. You know, we got in that situation with one of our Twitter accounts once, where we very quickly just followed a bunch of people until we got it up to 2,000, and then we kind of hit a wall and couldn't go any further. 
and yeah. we used tools to just start paring it away. We couldn't do it immediately. We had to give people a chance to blow us off. But uh, once we figured out who wasn't following back and who didn't have role profiles or what have you, then we were able to use a tool like that, and we very quickly mm-hmm. got it back so we could start following quality people again. Yeah, one of the nice things about managed Twitter.com or managed Flitter, I should say, is it's it'll sort the people who haven't reciprocated, and a lot of them just haven't reciprocated because they haven't been active. It, so it'll show you all the people who haven't tweeted in 30 days, for example. It just doesn't make sense. If someone hasn't tweeted in 30 days, it really doesn't make sense to follow them. They haven't got anything to say. So right. uh, so it's handy in that way. Right. I think I think yeah, there's a lot to that because if somebody hasn't been on Twitter in 30 days, I mean, we're talking about you need to be posting to Twitter 20 times a day just to make an <laughs> yeah. impact. <laughs> and I know when I log into Twitter, definitely at least and, once a day, but the more the merrier. Yeah, when I log into Twitter, I mean, that, my, my my feed moves while I'm just sitting there. It's like, how do you, <laughs> yeah, stand, how do you stand out in that mess? And I and I can just vision my Twitter account right now, and I'm seeing a few names pop up, and I imagine the reason is because every single time I log in, I see them. That can't be because uh, they just happen to be knowing when I log in. It has to be because they're always posting, and I think that's fantastic. Now, with mm-hmm. Twitter... Well, some people use automation tools as well to post automatically right. every so often. So one is socialoomph.com, uh, and some people do tend to go a little bit overboard with that, but then there are guys like Jeff Bullis, and he's a, a guy in the social media space as well, and he's tweeted over 50,000 times. But uh, because he's tweeted so much, he's got that exposure for himself, and now everything he tweets gets dozens of, of retweets. You know, now, I'm right. not, personally, I'm not comfortable with tweeting every five minutes, um, but it's working for him. Right. You'd, you'd have to have, either have a lot to say or do a lot of repeating to be able to tweet every <laughs> yeah. five minutes. Now, and, now, do you mean- it does make sense to do some repeating because only a small fraction of your network will see every tweet, Right. Uh, something like 6%. So, so definitely I'll, I'll repeat the same tweets a few times if it's good content. Um, but, uh, again, I don't want to be tweeting the same thing 50 times, you know, 50 times a day. I, I understand. But, so this – so this guy tweets every five minutes, 24 hours a day, yeah, seven days pretty, a week. pretty much every five, ten minutes, 24 hours a day. Wow. And it's working great for him. He's over 50,000 tweets at this point, and every one of them uh, does well. Well, you know, that – Now, he has got content. He does have his content. The quality is really high on his blog, so mm-hmm. that helps him for sure. But uh, a lot of it's to be said for volume as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I see an exponential effect there. Because he does so much, he gets exponentially – more results. Now, what's the name of that, that tool you mentioned a moment ago? Um, uh, that's Social Oomph. Uh, social O-O-M-P-H. Oh, and I think, okay. Uh, they might, and I think, again, it's the freemium model. Um, you probably have to pay to get that many tweets. But uh, right. uh, for, for anyone that has a WordPress blog out there, um, there's a plugin called Evergreen Post Tweeter, which is free. Okay. And using that, it, uh, you can set um, a, a date frame. So you can say all posts in the last year. Uh, okay. And then you can set, and then you can specify on which days you want them to send and at what times, and that'll do the same sort of thing. Uh, just get that content out and cycle through. Oh, that's so if you only want to send out one or two or three posts a day, um, then that would be a great a great tool to use. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And then because I mean there are a lot of blogs out there that have great content on it, and it just happens to be a year old. And since we're always looking to create new content, a lot of gems get lost. We see this a lot with content marketing, and this happens to me sometimes. I'll write a fantastic, in my opinion, article, and I'll get ready to publish it. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, not only have I covered that topic already, but somehow I managed to write almost the identical article two years ago, and I forgot I'd done so. 
Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, seeing, seeing the old content in your stream uh, does help uh, help you keep it in the top of your mind. But uh, I would recommend looking into that Evergreen Post Tweeter um, plugin for WordPress because uh, I use it for a few of my different accounts, even my personal account, and uh, it works great. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, we may feature it in one of our upcoming Tuesday technology tips, which are little videos we send to our list every week that show our listeners and our followers how to spend less time editing and maintaining and more time educating mo mo and monetizing. So that's great. Now, Excellent. What about, yeah, automation's great. Right. Now, we're about a third of the way through here, and I think this is a great time okay. for us to zip over to Facebook. And Perfect. I know a lot of our people are very interested in this because we hear so much about how it seems to be impossible to get likes and engagement on fan pages. And even I'm struggling with that to a certain degree. And there are, and there are various theories out there in terms mm -hmm. of why that could happen. One of the theories I hear is that people will, would have, in the past would have launched what are known as like campaigns, where they paid for mm -hmm. advertising to get likes. And due to the quality of some of those likes, it kind of threw off the algorithm. So you got a lot of likes from people who never really planned to engage, never did engage, and then it makes your numbers lower, which causes your post to kind of disappear. I've heard that theory. I've also heard that basically it just comes down to who has money and is willing to pay. So how do we get more likes on Facebook? How do we get more leads? How do we get more engagement? What do we need to do to make Facebook a valuable exercise, particularly when it comes to the fan pages and the business pages, which seems so forlorn these days? Okay, well, um, there are a few things that you can do. Number one is definitely, uh, if you have a website, make sure you've got a like box on there. I noticed that you have this implemented, which is a great strategy. Yes. Uh, because um, for a lot of my brands, I find that's the number one source of new likes, is having that like box yes. there. So, so that's great. Um, however, I have noticed some difficulties when using Google Chrome that, uh, I think because Google's fighting Facebook on so many fronts that, um, they're causing conflicts with the like button, but nonetheless, I still think it's a lot of people use IE and Firefox, so it's definitely still worth implementing that strategy. Uh, the next one is to make sure that on your Facebook page, you're capturing leads, and then use okay. the autoresponder uh, to follow up, and, uh, and once you've got that lead, just make sure that you remind them uh, in the first autoresponder email that, hey, uh, just uh, make sure to like our page if you haven't already. Right. Um, beyond that, now Facebook, one thing people used to be able to do is use a fan gate. So basically use bait to get people to like the, the page or an incentive. Uh, but Facebook's actually doing away with that. I forget when the final date is. Um, uh, but basically a page can be shut down after, I think it's sometime next month if you're using that strategy. Right. Um, so that's not one that I would recommend. But uh, But definitely offering things of high value, and even if you're not um, offering it in exchange for the like, just having it there for people to download right. um, is going to it's going to make you a more likable brand, and it's going to get people to click that like button more often. Um, I see what you mean. Uh, probably the most powerful viral feature of Facebook is tagging. So if you ever do a live event or something where you could tag your fans or just tag other people on Facebook, uh, that's going to generate a lot of viral exposure because that'll automatically share that post to that person's wall. So that's that's definitely a powerful strategy still. Right. Um, so those are the ones off the top of my head. Um, any other questions? Because you mentioned three different things, likes, leads, and engagement. Likes, leads, and engagement, yes. Uh, big challenge people were facing is they were posting to their Facebook fan pages. They were getting all kinds of likes and comments. And then something happened mm. about a year ago, and all that evaporated. 
Yeah, see, Facebook's trying to get people to use advertising more often, so I think they tweaked their edge rank algorithm. Right. So that posts that used to get a lot more engagement now won't, that they're trying to force people to use the, the boost post feature. Right. Uh, so don't necessarily be discouraged if you're not getting huge likes on all of your posts. Um, you still can. Definitely use highly visual content. So rather than posting just text content all the time, um, get into the visual content. So this is actually, I just started a new business to help people with this called stayinspired-365.com, and it's just okay. all about uh, inspirational quotes and things like that so that people have the visual content ready to go. Um, but just any photos and any graphics, the more you can integrate visuals into your posts, the better engagement you're going to get. And then uh, if you do have budget for it, um, Facebook advertising is a very powerful platform, especially if you have things like an email list. You can target that email list, um, and those, those people are going to be the best ones to respond. Right. So you can promote a post to just your email subscribers, for example. Okay. And that way, um, Facebook, because you'll have a high click-through rate on that, Facebook will lower your cost per click. Um, so that's one way you can kind of get around it. You still have to pay, though. Right, right. So this, strategy. so this is the thing where we're taking people who have already properly opted into our list and uploading them to Facebook and telling Facebook, find these accounts and target these accounts. That's right. And you have to use the Facebook uh, Ads Power Editor right. to do that. Okay. It's not within the standard uh, Facebook Ads Editor, but uh, it's it's worth diving into that tool to use that feature because, um, you know, that's the best way to – and if if you're promoting a product or a service or anything like that, those – you want to uh, really target the most relevant audience, and there's uh, I can't think of much more relevant audience than one that you've grown, one that's already familiar with you, uh, and that would be the email list. Yeah, yeah. A theme that we hear over and over again, and this really has not changed over the past several years, is we can be on as many social media platforms as we want to. We can have as many websites as we want to, and in the end, it really comes down to the size and quality of your list. And there are various theories Absolutely. as to whether or not size matters more or quality matters more. I think it's a balance between the two, and I think that balance changes just depending on where your mm -hmm. business is and what you're really looking to target. And uh, you know, other factors such as the size of your offer, the price of your offer, because, I mean, you're not going to go to a mass market with something that's going to cost $20,000. You're just not going to get the sale. So in that case, definitely quality comes mm -hmm. first. Now, if you're moving a $7 ebook, then quantity is where you're going to make your money. Yeah, absolutely. There, I mean, I mean, those are just some and, of the obvious yeah. examples. You're going to have a hard time surviving with a $7 ebook, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I see where you're coming from with that point. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, what about LinkedIn? Uh, when, okay. Very often in the social media conversation, we hear the experts chant Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and sometimes throw it, they'll throw in one of those other networks that yeah. let's take pictures. <laughs> but LinkedIn is the one that we just don't hear enough about, which astounds me. I totally because agree. Because if you're a business creator and you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to use social media to grow your business and you want to know where the buyers are and you want to know where the customers are, people go to mm -hmm. LinkedIn to do business. Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn's the only social network where you can export the emails of your contacts. So it just makes good business sense to to build a network there. And there's so many powerful features of LinkedIn that make it worthwhile. Uh, one that I'm sure you're aware of, because you, I noticed you have a LinkedIn group, um, 
yes. is that you can get free email marketing through LinkedIn groups. Uh, I now a lot of my I actually have a product about LinkedIn called Rapid LinkedIn Results. Uh, shameless plug right there, but uh, mm-hmm. but one of the main things that I reveal is just this, which is that with a LinkedIn group, you can gain critical mass by importing your contacts. So you can start off by exporting your LinkedIn contacts, take that contact list, and then import it into a LinkedIn group. Get your first few hundred members, or depending on the size of your network, even more. Um, and then you can contact all of those people using the messaging feature of LinkedIn groups. So if you have an email marketing provider, like AWeber or something like that, you'll know that they're not cheap. It's uh, one of the number one expenses in my business is my email marketing. Yes. Uh, but I can still contact thousands of people through my LinkedIn group for free. Uh, now, I can't That's do that true. every day. I think they, they make you wait five days before you can mail again. It might but be, it might be, it might be five feature. days, or it might be five days, or it might be seven days. I can't remember five or seven which days. one it is. That is something that we use fairly regularly. And the thing yeah. is, is it measures how long it's been. So if you try and do it one minute before it's time again, it'll say you have to wait oh, yeah. one minute. They really restrict that. Yeah, but that is a, that. yeah, but the point, only only downside. Yeah, but, but to so. your point. That's very high quality, and for our Gmail users out there, and we have many, many, many Gmail users, which is why we do so many technology tips on Gmail, uh, for those of you who are using the tabs, primary, promotions, mm-hmm. social, and social, the broadcasts from the LinkedIn tab, the, bro- the broadcasts from the LinkedIn discussion groups don't go to the promotions tab. They go to the social, the social tab. tab. Even for That's the right. folks who use the promotions tab, just so they can know who they need to unsubscribe from, they're probably yeah, still going to take the social tab seriously because people want yeah. to be social. More seriously than the promo tab. Like the promo tab, it's like, oh, what's this guy trying to sell me? Social mm-hmm. tab, it's like, oh, my Facebook stuff, my this, my that, my LinkedIn. Um, and it's just it's definitely better than the promo tab. Uh, ideally, you want to get in the primary tab. Uh, so that's what you can do with your email marketing if you get enough opens. But uh, that's still a challenge. And uh, social is a good place to be. Right, right, right. I mean, it certainly, it certainly does beat the alternative. That, that's very true. And, uh, and the thing is, it's another system where you can send broadcasts that's right in front of you. Now, of course, that's dependent on whether or not folks in LinkedIn have their digest settings set that they, they receive your group updates. But the thing is – Yeah, uh, they can turn that off, but the, by very default – and it, sorry, sorry to interject there, but uh, another great viral feature, and this is – um, I've been able to just grow fans organically. Because, uh, you want to make sure you have a catchy logo for your group because another default setting is that when someone gro- joins your group, that group logo is automatically displayed on their profile. And that can be a great way to get new fans into the group over time. Okay. Great. So I've, I've, I've really taken time with my tiny little logos and just made sure that they uh, kind of pop out so that when someone does see them on someone else's profile, they want to click and join. Oh, Okay. Okay, that that's a great one right there. So while we're on the subject of discussion groups, uh, you know, we have discussion groups on Facebook, we have discussion groups on LinkedIn, and this is another one of my favorite topics. In fact, I teach a course on it called Discussion Group Game. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts okay. on something as a fellow social media uh, thought leader here. And one of them is to what extent do you see discussion groups on places like Facebook and LinkedIn being an effective tool for growing your business other than extremely? Oh, that's, that <laughs> does seem like a great, uh, and there's LinkedIn answers, for example. And uh, what you can do on there is just go in, the more you can go in and actually solve someone's problem. If you can be the person that's, that answers someone's question or solves someone's problem that establishes you as an expert and you've already helped this person. So they're predisposed to want to work with you 
even more. So that's uh, you know that's a great way to go. The more you can just get out there and just uh, start yammering about your area of expertise, that's uh, the better. Yeah, I think that I think that's great. So, what are your some of your recommended best practices for using the discussion groups to get more customers and more clients for your business? I have some thoughts on this, obviously, and you know, LinkedIn Answers is one of them. Okay. But in terms of some of the etiquette things and some of the phraseology, what are some of your thoughts on how to use discussion groups to grow your own business? Uh, well, personally, I, I t uh, tend to drive people back into my groups and say, like, oh, hey, feel free to check out uh, the Social Media Marketing Mastermind group and ask any uh, social media marketing questions you might have there uh, because then uh, then those people are going to get my um, – almost every week I send out an update, and and in there I'll share my latest blog posts and, and tips and tricks and things like that. To tell you the truth, um, I could be using – discussion groups uh, more. Right. I tend to um, market one-to-many as as often as possible rather than one-on-one, -on -one, but, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one is still going to be the most impactful, even if it's not scalable, like in, in terms of building a customer relationship with one person. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I, I haven't used the strategy too much myself, so I can't give you too many concrete uh, examples, but... Uh, okay. Um, yeah, see, see, I just really recommend building up that group. And my best tip for building the group is, like I mentioned earlier, uh, import those contacts. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Well, let's, right, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to try and pretend, pretend to be an expert on discussion groups when I haven't really spent that much time on them. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> like I'm, mostly, yeah. I'm all over the place uh, on every major social network, so my time is very limited between that and and uh, everything else that I've got going on. But uh, uh, but yeah, and that's why I like to really I I focus a lot on on building my email list and building out those groups as much as possible. Right. One thing that I like about you is you talk really fast. Uh, you have <laughs> get out there very quickly, and I find myself sometimes challenged. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase Winston Churchill when he said, uh, "If you need me to give a two-hour speech, I'm ready to go in two minutes. But if you need me to give a two-minute speech, give me two hours." Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes, you know, I end up saying a lot because I love to just fire hose my listeners with information, just like you're doing for us now. <laughs> great yeah. Mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I've, uh, I've been meaning to launch my own podcast and, and maybe once I do, I'll, uh, I'll slow down a little bit, but, uh, my podcasting is a bit rusty. So maybe that's why I'm going a mile a minute, but I'll try and slow it down a bit. But, uh, but yeah, I tend mm -hmm. to really just, I've got a lot to say, so I tend to, to just, uh, Get it all out there if I can. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm just pointing it out there. So for those of you who are listening, remember, we do have an iTunes podcast. You can go download this and listen to it again. In fact, I encourage you very strongly to do so so that you make sure that you capture what Garen has to say at a different level. And give a five-star five star rating while you're at it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll, yes. I know I will be. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. That would be much appreciated. Yeah, ser yeah seriously, make sure you guys do that. Uh, we have a great podcast for business creators radio show so let's change our direction here for just a moment here we're about uh, going on 40 minutes into this thing so we still have some time for you to give us about 5,000 more tips let's see how close we get <laughs> so okay, uh, sounds good all right uh this is a question that you wanted me to ask you and you wanted me to ask it to you just this way and i suspect okay. I'm, I'm suspect i'm leaving a door wide open and we're going to be getting plenty just because I asked this question. Here we go. What's the best way to get to the top of Google? 
Okay, that's definitely with the YouTube video. Okay. So that's one thing that I found is so Google owns YouTube, uh, as most people know, and uh, and yeah, that's the absolute easiest way to get to the top of Google is with a YouTube video. So if, even if you go to a highly competitive search term like like how to create a website, you'll see that the top videos or the top search results are videos. And on top of that, now um, Google's been tweaking their algorithm on this, but generally. I think this is still the case that there are video preview um, little blocks as well, which makes that snippet stand out more than just a regular web page would. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, so uh, to get to the top of Google is another challenge, but um, you can uh, basically, you want to use all of your social, you want to get it out there to all the different social media channels uh, and everything like that. So there's so many different factors involved, but ultimately if you're getting the, the comments, likes, and, and views, then you're going to shoot up faster than any other regular web page. And the thing that you can do with YouTube videos is you can connect them to your website and then create clickable external links. So if you want to promote a sales page or a landing page or just your website, you can do that with annotations. You just need to follow a few steps and connect your website. So uh, it's uh, from my own personal testing, I've taken... Uh, now, recency is another thing, so it might not stay there forever. Uh, obviously, right. it won't. Results are changing all the time. Uh, and the more recent the content, the more relevant it is in Google's eyes. But, uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, I forget what, what the search term was. It was how to um, – it, it was an SEO-related term that I did get uh, to the top of Google. It was like how to, how to get number one in Google or something like this. When I was launching my SEO product, SEO or my video SEO product, SEOMyvideos.com, I uh, we did take over the number one spot for how to get to number one in Google, which was kind of cool. Right. Unfortunately, right. that now that is searched fairly often, but not as much as you would think, so it didn't get us the traction that we were hoping for. Uh, and we did also work. See, with um, we also built thousands of links at once for that video, and that boosted us right up. With a standard web page, if you throw that many links at it at once, it'll send off a signal to you like, whoa, this isn't natural linking. But with right. YouTube, since there are constantly millions of links being built to YouTube videos, it doesn't send off any red flags to Google. So you can use aggressive link building tactics to get your videos to the top of Google, and uh, and it'll be seen as perfectly normal for the most part. But, uh, but yeah, that's the best way to get to the top of Google these days. Wow. Yeah, I want to thank you very much for pointing that out because that's some, a tactic that we've used many times successfully. Uh, you have to think of YouTube as being the number two search engine in the world. Google's number one, and YouTube is number two. And it's kind of funny they mm -hmm. have the same owner. Yeah, exactly. So when you're getting that video to the top of Google, you're also at the top of YouTube, so it's win-win. Yeah, yeah, there are so many folks out there, and I'm one of them. If I, if, especially if I need a question answered, a lot of times I'll skip over Google and I'll go right to YouTube. The reason being is because I mm -hmm. expect to find a how-to where somebody's going to take me through it step-by-step -step and show me exactly how. Yeah, it's a lot easier to just press play than to ha I would rather watch something than read something, personally. Right. Um, and also there's a lot less competition on YouTube. So a lot of people just um, either don't have the equipment or don't want to or aren't comfortable behind a mic or whatever it is. So they don't put out the video. So there's something like um, I, I've, I remember the stats from Forrester, but if you put out a video, you're 500 times 
or 500 percent. I don't know if it's 500 percent or 500 times uh, more likely to get to the top of Google just because of um, just because of the volume of videos out there. So there's right. much less videos than there are web pages. So. Right, right, because uh, you know some, so you know, yeah, because many po folks are going to say that Google is kind of a kind of a tapped out market, where in terms of any search term that's out there, most people have already optimized for it, and there's just a ton of stuff it's, out there already. There's so much competition. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've noticed my traffic numbers. Um, you know, they're on the decline just because there's just so much competition. I mean, it's it's ridiculous the amount of competition. So uh, the, the the number one tip that I would I would have to give out there is just to search. First of all, do the search that you're trying to rank for. Look at the content, and the first thing you want to start off with is getting make sure, making sure that you have content that's better than the content that's out there. So if, if the number one thing is a 25 tips post, then put out a 50 tips post because right. that's that's going to uh, you know that's what people are going to link to when you create the best resource out there. People are going to link to that naturally. And Google pick uh, and share that on social media. Google pick up on all these things. Right, right. What I, what I think I heard you hint at right there is if you want to rise to number one on a search term, sometimes it helps to adjust the, the search term very slightly. That means you may make it a little more long tail or you may make it slightly more niche, but the idea is you just change the search term very slightly and suddenly you're number one in the C. Um, well, definitely going for a longer tail keyword would would make it easier for you to rank for a term. Right. But uh, but Google's bought uh, bought up a few different um, a few different companies that so basically uh, even if the wording is slightly different, you can still rank for different terms. Uh, what I was trying to say is just that you want to start with the best by creating the best possible content on the topic that you're covering. Right, and that'll help you get to the top because ultimately Google wants to serve up the best info. So if you start by giving them the best info, then you've got a, a much better chance than if you're just trying to get some mediocre content to the top by uh, by link building and uh, and all the other tactics that you could use. But uh, definitely getting the best content and then getting that best content as video or that has video integrated as well, uh, you're going to be Head and shoulders above everyone else, and just those two tactics should get you into the top ten. Yeah, most terms. Right, right, right. I'd also like to point out that uh, even outside of YouTube, some folks who are in Google, rather than open up a separate tab or go all the way to YouTube, are just going to click on the videos option on your search results on Google. So that's another place that you can get ranked. There you go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. In, fa in fact, right now. Right now, um, now this now results may vary depending on time of day, day of week, and how far in the future you're listening to this. Uh, many folks in the online marketing space know that there's been a virus going around, and what it does is it infects WordPress websites especially. And if somebody views that WordPress website on a desktop browser, it's fine. But if they look at it from a mobile browser or a tablet, it automatically redirects them one time to a porn site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you Terrible. know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, and since the porn site that usually gets involved is called Badoink, B-A-D-O-I-N-K, <laughs> I found out that a lot okay. of people were searching for how to fix the Badoink virus. So right now, okay. for the there phrase Badoink virus, uh, a video that I filmed that is posted on my website is number one on that search term. Oh, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, yeah, it's and, probably and, getting you a bunch of traffic. 
Yeah, it, it certainly has helped. We have gotten some inquiries on that video specifically, and we've also gotten videos on uh, – we've also gotten a number of clients on a video I created two years ago on how to customize the look and feel of your order form on the One Shopping Cart platform. That has been a huge moneymaker for us, and I was told at the time by my business coach – don't do that video. It'll mess up your brand. But meanwhile, I'm getting clients off it, so I'll take I'll take money over <laughs> advice any day. <laughs> there you so, go. <laughs> uh, right. Nice. Now, now since we, so you and I both know that YouTube is a powerful search engine, and it's also a powerful mm. search marketing optimization tool. What formula do you have? For how you configure the YouTube posting, because there's a magic to it. I have my own formula, but I know you have one as well. Uh, if you want to give us, I don't know if you can reveal the whole thing or if you want to give us some clues or what have you in terms of how you position that YouTube video, how you language things to help it rank in search engines. Okay, well, one thing I do is I go to the Google Keyword Planner tool. It used to be called the Google um, Keyword Tool. It's not called the Keyword Planner tool. You'll need an AdWords account for that, and I think, uh, but it's free. You don't need to spend any money to use it. And I would just recommend putting your keywords into there and seeing what a few different variations of those, um, what they bring in terms of search volume. And you want to go after, and sometimes just using that tool will um, will just make it clear which uh, which keywords are going to bring the most traffic, and then optimize for those keywords. And then um, with a bunch of related terms, you want to, uh, you want to make sure that you're maxing out the tags that you use for your video. So I would sort the keywords um, from highest to lowest, and then use those high-volume keywords uh, that are relevant, of course, as tags for the video. Okay. So, right. Okay. So, so right, that's right. Uh, so definitely get the get – the, the highest volume keyword um, in your title um, and in your description, and then those other um, medium volume keywords you want to make sure that have high relevance, maybe the longer tail keywords, uh, get those in your tags and in the description as well if you can. Right, right, right. See, when I see a well-optimized YouTube video, sometimes it feels like it's using the same key phrase three or four times, and that's the magic. Uh, within YouTube, as of this recording anyway, it is still possible to use keyword density very easily as a way of ranking your video. Now, I imagine at some point that may change, uh, but a lot of what we used to do to be able to rank websites on Google is still quite alive and well with YouTube. I definitely do not recommend, recommend blatant keyword stuffing, but YouTube is a very simple search engine, and it's a very simple search engine marketing tool. Yeah, I mean, compared to Google's algorithm, which has I don't know how many different signals, um, YouTube uh, gaming YouTube's a lot easier. Uh, yeah. So I would just just add in there. Don't forget to to optimize with annotations and get a link in there to your landing page or whatever page you're optimizing for. Get that in the first uh, in the first sentence of your description, so that's above the fold. Because uh, even though you can have up to five thousand characters in your description for a video, you can only see the first sentence or two. So if you have a link that you want people to visit, don't put it down at the bottom of your description. Keep it up at the top. Yeah, that yeah, that's also one of my techniques. And basically, the way you do it, the way I do it, are pretty much the same thing. Uh, and 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 for our listeners, just so you know, Garen and I did not rehearse this. Uh, we did not compare no, no. answers. But while we were in the green room before we turned this on, uh, that just goes to show that. 
getting ranked on YouTube and using YouTube as a search engine marketing tool is not difficult at all. Remember also that YouTube is also a social media marketing tool because it has comments. And when you mm-hmm. share YouTube videos on other social media, they tend to be pretty engaging. Now, what do you have to say about Google Images and how Google Images can contribute to your search engine optimization? Especially if you're using WordPress, um, you know, it's a great tool. So one thing I'd recommend is if you're using someone else's image, make sure, or just, just basically make sure you use high-quality images. So if you're going to use an image, um, you can search based on that image. So you can go over to Google Images and drop your image in there. Um, and then from that, you can pick out a higher-resolution version of an image uh, if you're right. using a copyright-free image. Um, so that's so really just make sure you're using the best definition uh, possible image. You know, create uh, and and really it's worth paying for good quality images. Uh, so when I search for terms like get more Twitter followers and stuff like that, then uh, I notice that when I do a Google image search, there's a bunch of, like my graphic that I created for that is being used, and it's listed a bunch of different times in Google images, uh, the mm-hmm. one that I created for my article. And um, I've noticed just by digging into my Google Analytics that uh, images do bring traffic. So, uh, so it's worth, um, if you're not a designer yourself, hire one uh you know you can get them for real cheap you can you can uh get people to to off of uh tons of different sites to work for uh great prices there's a lot of designers out there and it's worth it's worth investing in that's what I'd say about right 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 and make right. sure that it you know in make sure that i'm i'm very specific about naming my uh my images so i make sure that i have the keywords in the file name for that image and then i make sure that i include a title and an alt tag for that image as well so for our listeners, he just gave you some very powerful advice on how to rank on Google using images. Because think about this for yourself, for those who are listening to our interview here today. How many times have you done Google searches, and then right near the top of page one, there's a section that says images for, or images related to, and you end up clicking on some of those images. And if you click on the image and you mm-hmm. like it, have you ever visited the web page? So imagine if you can and run number one on Google by using the Google Images. And Garen just gave you a formula for that. You make sure that you use a good alt tag on the image. It has the key phrase in it, something natural, but with the key phrase in it. And make sure that you take the five seconds to rename the file. If the, if the, if, I mean, I mean, let's say you're optimizing a picture of yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make something up here. I'm going to make up a scenario. Let's say that you did a podcast episode uh, let's say that we, uh, you know, that you are somebody who has a podcast, and you do a podcast uh, where you interview Garen Kilpatrick, and you want to optimize around the fact that you optimized that you interviewed Garen Kilpatrick. Instead, and it just so turns out that you met this gentleman at a networking event, and you have a picture with him that you took at the event. Now, when you upload that picture to your WordPress site to promote your podcast interview with Garen Kilpatrick. Now, when you took that picture with your Android or your Samsung or your iPhone or what have you, probably gave it a file name that has a lot of letters and numbers in it that don't mean anything to you, but means something to the device. Now, before you upload that image to your WordPress post, take a second, go to your file editor, rename the file Garen Kilpatrick and put your own name, .png or jpg or whatever it is, then upload it to your WordPress post. And you've just inserted a searchable key phrase into Google Images. 
and people who look for Darren Kilpatrick and want to see what kind of thought leader and expert he is may end up getting his expertise from you, <laughs> which means they yeah. are now visiting your web page. I've been meaning to get a professional picture done. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I just have like selfies I've taken myself and things like that. Uh, I need to really sit down with a professional and and have a suit and tie picture done, but uh, uh, that's in the near future, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So we have had a great interview here, and I know we're within the the last five minutes. I know time flies and you're having a blast. But what I'd like to do here, first of all, Garen, thank you, and second, thank what you. I'd like to- turn over the floor for just a minute or two and I know you and I both talk fast and sometimes we're even overlapping each other a little bit because this is a topic that we're just both so passionate about and we hope that our listeners have captured this and I imagine from that passion some of our listeners are on the edge of their seat wanting to get to know more about you you've dropped some great free resources you've also planted a couple seeds for yourself here so what I'd like to do is turn the floor over to you for just a couple minutes and uh, give you a chance to uh, nurture those so anybody wants to Get a hold of Garen or learn more about how Garen can help. Now's the time. Tell him. Sure. Thanks very much. Uh, well, uh, the easiest way to find me on social media is on Twitter at my first name, so at G A R I N. You can find me on there. I'm also on Instagram at Garen as well. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, feel free to connect on there. Uh, Garen Kilpatrick is my name, and you can also find everything I'm doing online. I have several different blogs and products in the social media space and the marketing space. Uh, the best I've got them all connected via my personal website, which is Garin G A R I N Kilpatrick K I L P A T R I C K dot com. Uh, so yeah, um, thank you very much. I've I had a blast, Adam. It's been uh, it's been fun, and uh, thanks a lot for having me. Well, absolutely. And what I want to remind our listeners of here on the Business Creators Radio Show is when you visit our website, every single one of our guest presenters has a profile and. Connected to that profile or any and all episodes where they were our guests on Business Creators Radio Show. Within that profile, you get the chance to learn more about them, and you also get links to their social media sites and to their websites. So should you choose for your own reasons to engage with Garen Kilpatrick, should you find yourself not exactly remembering how to spell his name, that's perfectly okay. Just come to Business Creators Radio Show and look him up, and he will be there, and you can find him on your own terms for your own reasons, and I can promise you that Garen will be a great connection for you. So once again, Garen Kilpatrick, thank you so much for being with us today. And for everybody listening, you you bet, you bet, thank you. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and also subscribe to us on iTunes for weekly updates. And remember, every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.